9.42 p.m. It's Thursday, May 28th. We're getting closer to June. Thursday, May 28th. We are in the building. New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast. We here. Shout out to everybody out there, all the platforms. Shout out to um, Apple Music, Google, Radio Republic. Shout out to Spotify. And shout out to Instagram, to everybody that'll be popping up in here soon or shortly, whenever they do pop up. But we're live. And today we're talking about, I, I mentioned it earlier in my, in my, on my Instagram, we're talking about Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller's legacy in the NBA. We're talking Reggie Miller. We're talking Jerry West. Should that NBA logo be switched? That NBA logo been around for years. No disrespect to Jerry West, but let's think about let's think about switching that logo to say uh, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. We talked about this before on the podcast briefly. We didn't make it. A, we didn't make it a thing. We didn't talk about it for a whole segment. But we spoke about it. And we're talking Andre 3000. You know, usually we dedicate the show to a, to a hip-hop artist. Today we're talking about Andre 3000. Is he, like, is he that good? What's the hype about? Is, is he worth being mentioned? You know, you got a lot of hip-hop artists out there that are real good. That are extremely nice, good at what they do. Is Andre 3000 one of those guys that you can be like, yo, I fuck with? But because his body of work is not, you know, he doesn't have a body of work. He doesn't have anything as far as rap goes. Yeah, he put out a couple of songs with Outkast. He did some. He did some legendary shit with them, him and Big Boy. But as but after that, what is it? What are we talking about here? After that, what are we saying? What's the conversation like after that? So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about that. We're also gonna dig into this um whole thing in Minnesota. Is what's going on necessary? Do we need that? Is it healthy for... Is it healthy, period? We're talking about that right now. New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time out to tune in. You can also catch the rebroadcast. If you're not catching this on live, if you just don't... If you don't... If you're busy... You know, we out here. We around. We definitely around. So, Minnesota, you know, the guy, you know, he he got murdered by the cops. He was killed. He was murdered. So, what I'm saying is, it's like he was really treated like a dog. Worse than a dog, because the cop because the cops wouldn't did that to an animal. 
even though you know it's a picture floating around of the police doing that thing. We, we all know that. They take care of these animals better than humans. A human's life means nothing in this world. So now this guy gets um he gets treated terribly by the police in Minnesota. Some of them stood around and watched. These the guys was the guys were fired, right? We spoke about this on a on a on a previous podcast. We're not gonna dwell too much into the situation because we're talking about the riots. But he was murdered. And now they're burning that city down. Riots on top of riots on top of riots. I mean looting. Stealing out of Target. Just with that, that's just probably a small thing that that's going on. But it's probably bigger stuff than that. People are going to get hurt. You see, what you don't, you know, what people... People like to say that it's the right thing to do. Rioting. And now I'm not saying that it's the right thing to do. But something had to happen. Alright? Something had to happen because this is happening too much. And it's not about... It's, it's, it is about black black people, right? Because it's constantly happening to black people, to African Americans. But let's not to put the skin in, in this, involved in this. This is a people situation. This is a person. This is a human being. This is a man that was minding his business. So when these people act like this, they do this crazy stuff and they start running around and they start looting and everything. It, this is what's going to happen. Um, I think that they're lucky that it's just this happening. Because it could get uglier. And I'm hoping that it doesn't get too ugly because we're going through enough right now. We're going through enough right now with this whole pandemic. We don't need anything else. You know, 2020 has been a rough year. It's been a year that people will never forget. Yeah, it's one of them years that you'll never forget, but you want to forget it. You know, I'm... I'm I just don't understand why we have to go through so much stuff during this time. I mean, it's really like mind-boggling. But, but um, because cops, you know, it's and we don't know the whole situation. We hear that the guy's a good guy, you know. We don't know what's going on. You know, the, we don't know. Only thing we know is that they killed this man. And that it's not done yet. You know, it's not done yet. 
but a part of the a part of the process is them losing their job. That's a part of the process. They lost their job. Now the conviction part is what we need. The conviction part is what we need next. You know, we got a lot of people that watch this podcast. They're from the Midwest. They're from Minnesota. They tuning in. Um, I'm waiting for some comments. I would love to see what they got to say about the about the atmosphere right now. Because a part of the process has already took place. By those police officers losing their job, that's a huge step, right? Because you don't want to see those cops like working again. After that happens, and that rarely happens, where a cop loses their job after they do some foolishness like that. It rarely happens. You rarely see, you might see them on desk duty. Or you might just see them like still working, but a little mild mannered. But these guys will actually fight. And the mayor is asking for them to be charged with, with a crime. Will they be convicted of it? Who knows? But what I'm saying is, anything that happens from this point on is justified. Can't tell them people not to write. You don't know the pain that they're in. That, and I'm, I'm reading that that cop's been doing that for a long time. He's been mistreating people for years. Plenty complaints. So you can't you can't be mad at people for stealing a little tele- television set out of out of out of Target. Those appliances those appliances are insured. Target will be okay. I mean, those wild riots like that were probably triggered by somebody from Target. You never know. You know what I mean? You don't know how this shit works. This shit works. This is some sneaky shit that goes on out here. You know? And they say, yo, oh, the riots, blame it on the black people. No. It could have been started from within. It could have been an inside thing. And now everybody just start tripping. Because at the same time, you got peaceful protests. That are going on You know you got people walking around saying um, We want justice, we want peace and shit Then you got your wild goons And who knows Who knows how that shit started But it started That's the bottom line And um, this might transpire From city to city to city It might catch on God forbid something like that happens in New York you know, New York City is one of the one of the um, has a huge police state. But you see, one thing about people from New York, they ain't trying to go to jail. They don't want to go to no Rikers Island. Uh uh uh. They ain't doing that because New Yorkers know the vibe, and they're not stupid. They're not gonna do no crazy shit like that. Now, um, it might happen in places like Baltimore. Um, what I gotta say? Example: Alabama or some shit. 
but you're not doing that in New York. You might do some crazy rallies where people might be a little angry and walk around with a picket sign all day. But New Yorkers know their system. They know these cops ain't shit out here. They can't pull that stunt off on no cops. But who's to say it won't happen? You never know. People are mad right now. People are fed the fuck up. People are angry. There's a pandemic going on, and we're losing lives to police. You know, people not feeling it right now. So anything can happen. Things are capable of happening. Like California. Florida, Texas, these big cities where you know that people are aggravated and mad. We got to be locked down. People mad about that. People not working. People mad about that. Then this shit happens. Then the shit in um, then the shit down south happens in Atlanta. You know the shit in Atlanta happened, and that was like not like that was even worse. Cause you know the ball. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's worse, cause I'm not comparing killings. I'm saying the situation was bad because this guy was murdered by two white guys, and he was jogging. And then here you go. This guy in Minnesota gets uh, gets. Pulled over by the cops, snatched up. They put the guy put his knee in his neck. Clearly, he didn't want this motherfucker to live, because if you look at it, the way his knee was placed, and I said this a few days ago. You know, cops know when they putting a motherfucker through some shit. Let me break something down to you real quick. Let me tell you guys something real fast. Because it's a lot of people want, that listen to this podcast from Canada. You guys don't got the aggression. The cops don't put aggression on you guys like how they do us in the States, right? So now listen. The guy clearly didn't want no problems with no cops. It's like four cops, right? What is he going to do? You know what the cops feared? They feared him just being here, just being on earth. You know, the police, these are little guys. These are little tiny guys. These are little small guys with guns. So when they get this big black guy, it's intimidating. He's intimidating to them. He could have been a teddy bear, but to them, he's intimidating because his skin color. Let's be real, his skin color intimidated these guys. So they grab him. They do whatever they got to do. And like I said, a guy goes like this, an individual moves his shoulder once, the cops say stop resisting. Now he didn't no no people don't resist arrests. Cops use that as an excuse to hurt you. Nobody really resists arrest. 
you know what resisting arrest is. Resisting arrest is not going like this with your arm. That's not resisting arrest. That's you're uncomfortable, and your arm hurts, and the police officer is twisting your arm in a way that it can't go. That's not resisting arrest. You know, resisting arrest is, no, you ain't putting them handcuffs on me or running. Or just trying to get away. That's resisting arrest. You see, so the police officers, they're going to use, they use that. They use that and they put that against you. Then they take you down on the ground and they do all that shit to you. So, um, it's like, yo. It's like, yo, what can we do? You know, it's like, damn. Now, I said on a Facebook post, I said, would it be smart for African-American police officers to walk out of their job? and leave and protest that way because this is happening too much these African American men these black men not white men not Asian men not no other race is dying from the police we're constantly being wiped out from police If we not, if they not taking black men to jail, they're killing them. And you guys wonder why we don't like the police. It's not, not, it's not that we don't. It's not that we trying to be difficult or anything like that. It's the fact that these guys. It's almost like when we walk outside the house, we got a bounty on our head. It's that deep. It's like when we walk outside of our house, we don't know what's going to happen. It's so unpredictable. We don't know the vibe. We don't know what is going to take place. We don't know what's going to happen to us on a daily basis. It's like it's almost like it's us against the world. damn near like it's us against the world when it comes to these police officers the system period so rest in peace send a shout out to his family and hopefully something happens behind this whole thing something different not just a guy getting probation and going home or just losing his job. I mean, these guys need to be dealt with in a speedy way, real quick. I'm talking Reggie Miller, right? We transition out of that topic. Reggie Miller. Five-time NBA All-Star, 
three-time All-NBA third team. Reggie Miller averaged 18.2 points per game, 3.0 rebounds per game, 3.0 assists per game. Reggie Miller was a beast. Reggie Miller was an assassin. It's like Reggie Miller had a rifle in his hand. He'd shoot that ball from long range. Reggie was a good was a baller. You know, in 1999, when the Michael Jordan and them wasn't, you know, what I mean, they they were considered those Indiana Pacers were considered as the team, the team to beat. Because Mike and them wasn't there no more. You know, Mike and them weren't there. So they was considered, they was thinking that they had it in their mind that Reggie and them was gonna be the was gonna be the everything in the NBA. But you had other teams coming up. You know, the Knicks, Orlando. But it was all about those paces. You know, the 1987 draft, Reggie Miller was drafted, and the Pacer fans didn't even want him on the team. They wanted somebody called named Steve Alford. They didn't want Reggie. They didn't think Reggie could do it. But Reggie was a beast. Reggie wasn't, he wasn't the beast coming out of college, but... He earned, he practiced and worked. He built his game up. He gave these people something to see. He told these people what it was going to be. He came up, you know? So, one of the Bulls retires. Rifleman. He retired. And he don't, I don't think he retired. He probably went to another team. He goes to another team. Reggie. It's Reggie's team now. It's Reggie's team now. Reggie playing against the Charlotte Hornets at the time. Reggie dropped 57 on him. Damn near 60. Gate giving it to him. From downtown. You know, Reggie Miller icing these balls. That was the beginning of seeing what Reggie Miller can really do. That's when they that's when they were like, oh, he's here. This is what this is the guy that we drafted. You know, Reggie Miller emerged as a as an as an I'm not gonna say elite player, but he was an elite shooter. But Reggie Miller emerged as an elite shooter and he became the star in Indiana. Reggie Miller became the star in Indiana after 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 that after that game, people knew who Reggie was. Not to mention Reggie had some 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 pretty good rivalries with the New York Knicks. 
Everybody knows about the New York Knicks, the eight points in nine seconds. The push-offs. Running through those hard screens. Him doing the choke sign of Spike Lee. Everybody knows about Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was a clutch player. He came from UCLA. He was super clutch. You know, Reggie would give it to him. He would give him that work. Reggie Miller was giving him that work. Shout out to Cheryl Miller, his sister. Is he a Hall of Famer? I'm not sure. He should be. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer now, I'm saying. But Reggie Miller should be nominated. He should be in that Hall of Fame. He should go there. He should be in that Hall of Fame. Reggie Miller did some Hall of Fame stuff. He took it to the league. He gave it to the league. Put in tons of work. Oh, Reggie was the man. In Indiana. You know what I mean? Indiana. Let's shift gears a little bit real quick because we want to talk about this logo real fast before we even dive into anything like Andre 3000 or something like that. If we talk Andre 3000. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty much in tune to the sports after we started talking about that pretty depressing issue about the, the Minnesota situation. Um, Jerry West is, is, is the man in the logo of the NBA is Jerry West, right? That's Jerry West. Jerry West averaged 27 points per game, 5.8 rebounds, 6.7 assists. He was a 14-time NBA All-Star, Finals MVP. He was All-NBA and All-Defensive player. This is Jerry West right here. But this is back in the days. This is years ago. This is like, like, motherfuckers. Some of these most basketball fans weren't even born. Most basketball fans weren't even around when Jerry West was playing, was um hooping. So now you got Jerry West on the fucking logo, of the NBA. Yeah. I understand. I feel where everybody's going when they say he's a legend and he's this, that, and the third. But like, dog, listen, let's let's stop this right here. That logo needs to be changed. Yeah, we understand that you don't want to give it to Michael Jordan. We understand, but why can't it go to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Why can't it go to Dr. J? Kobe Bryant. Excuse me. I think I think guys like a guy like Kobe deserves it. Not even because he died. I mean, you can even give the shit to Shaq, but not because Kobe Bryant passed away, but because what Kobe Bryant accomplished in the league, coming in the league out of high school, getting drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, 
getting traded to the Lakers. Won five NBA championships. Played with one team his whole career. Dedicated his life to the game of basketball. So yeah, I say you change that logo now. But the league is going to say no. The league's not gonna say not gonna want you to change that number, that um logo. They're gonna want Kobe Bryant. They're gonna want Jerry West to be on that logo. Why? I don't understand. I do not know. I don't have the answers to that. But Jerry West is gonna be on that logo for years. Now I don't know about forever, but he's gonna be on that logo for years. Until they change it. I think it's time for a, a change as far as the logo goes. You got to give it to somebody like Kobe Bryant. If you don't want to give it to Michael Jordan, that's fine. There's other players that can be on that logo. It might not sit well with everyone. But it's fine. They'll be okay. But what you can't do is keep that logo. I mean, it's first of all, it's pretty corny and basic. It's just like a dude like doing like it's it's not even. You no, know, we in a whole different direction now. We're not back there in the '60s or '70s, whatever. We're in we're in the 2000s, 2020 now. Come on, switch it up. And the reason why I'm saying about Kobe Bryant is because, you know, we understand he passed away. Rest in peace, Kobe. You might not want to give it to him because of that. I would have rather them give it to him like that when he was alive. Excuse me, than when he died. I would rather Kobe had that, that, that honor of having that logo when he was alive. That's why I'm saying I'm fine with you giving it to like Shaq or or Michael. You know, Mike got six of them, three times back to back. I think I think he earned anything he gets from this day forward as far as basketball goes. His game spoke for itself. So if they ever was to give Michael Jordan that award. I would understand. I would be like, all right, shit. Well, fuck it. He deserves it. He definitely deserves it. I think we're going to talk about Andre 3000 a little bit um, today. There's really not much to say. Was was he like an overrated rapper? Uh, who knows? But I'm going to tell you this right now. Andre 3000 is not one of my favorites. He made some, he did some decent work, but he, um, in my eyes, he abandoned hip-hop. He left. You know, he flat out left the game. He didn't want nothing to do with it anymore. That's my take on Andre 3000. He's a very creative person. He's, like, real, like, colorful. He's a, a good human being, I guess. I don't know him personally. I can't really tell you anything else about him but what I'm saying is you know I only know him from the outcast I don't know him for doing anything extra 
so many people say that he's like one of the best lyricists ever. Like, me personally, I don't think Andre 3000 could be on a greatest of all time list. Because what did he do for rap? What did he do? You know, that's why I saved his conversation for last because it's like his conversation is so fast. I mean, he really didn't accomplish what people praise him for. He made a couple of Outkast albums. Um, I don't even know, did he make a solo album? I, I still, I don't even think he did that. That's how far, That's how unattached I am with him. No, he dated Erica Badu, but he'll forever be known as the guy that dated Erica Badu. He's not gonna be known as one of the best artists of all time in my in my eyes. I don't know why people put him on that pedestal. You know, is it because he wore is it because he dresses funny? You know, what is it? You know, because before he was dating Erica Badu, he was dressing regular. But when he got with her, he started dressing really flamboyant and crazy and shit. You know what I mean? He's wearing fur. He's wearing fur shoulder shoulder pads. With no shirt on. I mean, that's just an example, you know what I'm saying? But I don't understand why people put him on a pedestal he is on. But I'm not hating. I just want to know. You know, I just want to know what people see in him. That's so great. Music-wise. Because he could be a really good person. But we're talking music. We're not talking about nothing else. We're not getting into his life. We're not talking about what he did when he was 17. We're just talking about music. You know what I'm saying? What I'm not going to do in this podcast is... Is shit on anybody and just call them names and stuff. I'm just talking, mean, we're talking about lyrics. You know? So shout out to Andre 3000, shout out to Outcast, Big Boy, and them. But that's the topic. So if you got any, if you got any, if you listen to this podcast thoroughly through and you hear this, just leave a comment and let me know what you think about Andre 3000 and why he's um, supposedly one of the top rappers of all time. It's New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast, man. Please, y'all be safe.